I'm here with Jackie Doyle. She's the Minister for Suicide Prevention. Tell us what that means, Jackie. Well, I've been set a task by the Prime Minister to make sure that we reduce the number of suicides by 10% by 2020. Uh, what that means is I'm here to show leadership uh, to really make sure that the whole of society recognises that it can play its part in combating suicide and helping people who are feeling vulnerable. And it's great to be here at this conference today because this is really about embedding uh, suicide prevention throughout the NHS and I'm really grateful for the work of the Zero Suicide Alliance to do exactly that. So we know the size of this problem and we know kind of the context of it I guess that mental health is something that we're now talking about a lot more than we were 10 years ago. The very fact that we've got a minister for mental health, a minister for suicide prevention feels like real progress to me. Yes it seems like it's been a long time coming uh, doesn't it but uh, I think hitherto in the past we've not uh, really been good at looking after the nation's uh, mental health. That's changed we've really done a lot to tackle uh, stigma and people are much more open about sharing their uh, you know mental health uh, problems and, and issues uh, but really by uh, appointing me as suicide prevention minister with a particular focus on that, that is really rebooting that to make sure that we really are attacking severe mental ill health uh, and making sure that you know we, we aren't just leaving people to suffer in silence. Make sure that people do understand that actually everyone wants to help. Um, you know, people who are feeling that vulnerable feel very alone uh, and uh, very much like they can't find help. But society does want to help people and we just need to make it easy for them to do it. And I guess one of the key elements of this coalition is that it's, it's bringing together the NHS organisations, but also um, you know, community organisations and police and schools and business. And I suppose in your leadership role, there's a kind of reaching out into some of those organisations. How do you see that working? Uh, again, that's something that you know, it's very much my focus is to actually really galvanise everyone who can play their part. And, you know, we are seeing uh, more prevalence of mental Ill health in our schools. So clearly schools are a very important audience uh, for the police. Uh, they're the people who often find people in distress. So again, uh, they need to be able to uh, make the right interventions too and have the right places to take people who are in need of help. But what you're also finding, you know, I mean, I've been engaging with the railway industry because, again, that is some, somewhere that, you know, people who are suicidal, suicidal often find themselves. And the uh, commitment from everybody who works in that industry has been phenomenal, uh, actually. But it just goes to show that once someone's been touched by suicide, um, that is something that they never want to see happen to anyone else again. And so we, we also... Uh, Get, gather expertise from people who've been bereaved by suicide and those people are actually quite inspirational uh, the extent to which they show commitment to making sure that what's happened to them in losing a loved one doesn't happen to anyone else There's increasing amounts of evidence and research into suicide prevention and what we can do, what works best but I guess there's also lots of research that looks at the determinants, the social determinants that impact on um, suicidal behaviour. So we know that you know austerity and poverty and discrimination are all big factors in a lot of people's um, depression and, and suicidal thinking. What are you doing to work on some of those issues for people? So we know that there are particular factors that will heighten risk. Uh, indebtedness is one. Uh, relationship breakdown is actually a, a very significant one. Uh, clearly, uh, when people are engaged in behaviour that's addictive and that's substance misuse, alcohol, gambling, uh, they can all be contributing factors too. So, I mean, essentially, really, if we, the, the basics of prevention are to give people the tools to make sure that they're becoming more aware about their emotional well-being so that they can develop uh, their own resilience. Um, but clearly, once people have actually developed 
these problems, then we need to have much more by way of intense uh, intervention. And that's really why we're investing more in mental health services. So what's your vision for, I don't know, a teenager turning up at their GP or their emergency department or speaking to somebody in their school who is actually seriously thinking about taking their own life? What's your vision for them in the future? Well, that they need to have access to uh, the right help, and we are making uh, those investments. I mean, for somebody at school, uh, we are investing in mental health teams. And, you know, I, w- one of the things that we need to um, make sure that, obviously, not, not just mental health professionals, but teachers as well need to be more aware of uh, mental health for, for the children in their care. And actually, people shouldn't be scared of asking the question, do you feel suicidal? Because actually uh, encouraging someone to open up to that extent is the first way to get them the right help Uh, so again I think the more open we are about tackling this the more likely we are to signpost people to help earlier and that is what's going to prevent suicide Brilliant, it's great to have you here today thanks a lot for talking to me Pleasure, thank you (laughs)